Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome once again to Las Vegas, Nevada, a place that now features a skyline of world-class hotels and restaurants and an ever-growing population of over 2 million people. But it wasn't always that way. For a long time, Vegas was a gambler's world, which featured a small community of people that ran things. And if you weren't one of them, it was very hard to do a lot around town. Things have changed, obviously, and one of those folks that overcame tremendous odds is Ron Curry, who you will meet in just a moment. You'll also hear from our regulars on the wine world of Eddie America's first master sommelier will show you just how easy it is to become a power entertainer. On Luxury Living Vegas Style, Katie Madrano of Flipping Vegas discusses why sometimes paying overless price actually makes sense. Pawn Star's Brett Maley is back with another Vegas Art Minute. Finally, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com explains why the show Absinthe, located in Caesar's Palace, is a must-see when you visit Vegas. One of my favorite words in the English language is tenacity. And so it's so great to talk to somebody who wrote a book actually called Tenacity because I think it's something that a lot of people need and want but really don't have. And there's a great book on this of somebody who's been through everything you could be through. And Tenacity has got him through it. His name is Ron Corey. He lives here, of course, in Las Vegas, a Vegas businessman. Ron, Tenacity, I mean, is that like if you had to describe your life in one word, is that what you'd uh, – would say? Well, I would say that as a result of what I've encountered doing business in this town in 45 years of living here since I got out of the Marine Corps. It took some levels of tenacity to open and operate some of the businesses that I've had the pleasure of engaging in. The Marines, of all the different uh, parts of the service you could join, the toughest one has always been and always, I assume, will be Marines. Do you think that what you learned there and went through in there kind of set you up to deal with everything you had to deal with later on? Well, certainly the Marine Corps instills in all its recruits a philosophy that failure is not an option. So in providing the training and the level of perseverance they gear you up with, I think if you stay in the military or go out into civilian life, you possess a level of diligence and, if I may, tenacity <laughs> to prevail in most things that you engage in. Well, you know, you talk about failure is not an option. I mean, do you think too many people nowadays, you know, whether it's through bankruptcies or through some things, always feel, you know, maybe all, all, so many divorces and everything. There's always a way out of things. Is that kind of something that's kind of happened to us as a culture over these last uh, 50, 100 years? Well, I think there's a, in a majority of people, there's a level of fear of failure. And due to the fear of failure that they've had instilled in them, 
they don't take the shot. You know, yeah. I, I don't think I set the world on fire with anything wildly crazy, except I was willing to risk it all and open a neighborhood casino, open a limousine company. All these things occurred when I was being told by people, you'll never get that on. Well, when many people hear, you'll never get that on, they don't try. I considered it a challenge to get it on. That's a great point. It it kind of does start from a fear of failure. And, you know, in this town, though, your personality, this idea of tenacity and kind of going for it, kind of fits what, what we like to show, the best part of it is you go for it. And it's not, this doesn't mean you do stupid things, but a belief in yourself, right? And where does that kind of fit in, you know, with all this? Well, bear, bear in mind that in the early stages of my business career, mm-hmm. the word tenacity never came to mind. I was just the guy taking a shot. Whether it was the first tavern my business partner Dan Hughes and I purchased in 1979, a very well-known place back in the day called the Suburban Lounge West, which I've highlighted in my book. And what we parlayed that into over the course of eight years into nearly a dozen businesses, which included a graphics company, a wholesale glass and mirror company, uh, three other Casino neighborhood casino properties, and in fact, in 1984, opening presidential limousine service. One such business that I was told, you'll never get into the transportation business in this town. It's locked up by the good old boys, and they don't let anyone else in. You mentioned the good old boys. That's interesting. Did you run into a lot of that stuff? You certainly heard the the words of um, watch that, and, and I think a lot of people that aren't familiar with Las Vegas, except for what they see on the movies and so forth, think that, at least for a while, not anymore, but for a while, the good old boys ran the town. Well, I did encounter it, but I don't intend to imply the good old boys as the old-style mob. It was a good old boys atmosphere that were the people that were in Vegas a lot longer than me, and they viewed the town as the haves and have-nots. I was an outsider moving here from the Marine Corps and originally from Brooklyn, New York, and I wasn't entitled to that which I was seeking, so they would use political and police corruption, in my case, to try to frame me. In fact, the book goes into great detail on trying to frame me with multiple felony charges to do away with me as a civil litigant suing this neighboring city to Las Vegas for denying me a casino use permit. It is an interesting story. I've heard you tell it a few times. It's great. The book really describes it well. It was actually like a concerted effort, right? It wasn't just one person had it out for you. These people were really operating as a group. And was there a time in there? You know, I mean, we talk about tenacity, but where you thought, I can't get past this. I never took that position. I felt like I was right. They had no justifiable reason to deny me when I could look around and see friends of theirs getting approved for the same casino uses I was denied, and there was no good reason to do it except, in their words, you're an outsider. We're not going to approve you. And I had one city councilman that was in a competing business to mine that refused to abstain, didn't even disclose, which subsequently I got a Nevada Ethics Commission ruling against him. But at the time, uh, he had their local police department, their local city attorney, and the balance of his city council in his corner because they sort of, like the good old boy mentality, teamed together to try to deny us that which we were entitled to. And several chapters in the book 
will be very entertaining to your listeners to see how we overcame it. More with Ron Corey, author of Tenacity, in just a few moments. Time now for the wine world of Eddie O, featuring Eddie Osterlin, America's first master sommelier. Part of Power Entertaining, you say, is to kind of surprise people. Don't do what everybody else does. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, people are people like to work with what's, what they're comfortable with. So the, the average person, and, I, and I'm one of them too, you know, eats chicken, salmon, steak, pork chops, you know, f- during the week. Um, and they, if they drink wine, it's usually Cabernet, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, or Sauvignon Blanc, usually from California. Well, if that's where the bar is set and that's what everybody else is doing, I'm just saying, well, why don't you try to um, introduce people to things they haven't had before? And you could, that could be if you're talking about grape varieties, it could be anything like, uh, you know, Sancerre is a Sauvignon Blanc, but it's from France, and it's got much more acid. It's much more fun than most of them in California. You might look at a, a Tempranillo, which is a grape variety from Spain in the area of Rioja. You might serve them uh, a Chianti, which is made from a grape called Sangiovese from Italy, which is really good. But the idea is Cabernet Franc. I mean, there's a, the, the list goes on and on. But you want to plant in their minds things that perhaps they've never had before, things that they can get and take home and do themselves. You might even give them a bottle. For example, we talked about it earlier in one of the interviews, Godello, G-O-D-E-L-L-O. It's a great full-bodied white wine, very much like Chardonnay, but it's not Chardonnay. It's Godello. And you can get it, not anywhere, but you, you know, you, we can get it for people. And you, you, you serve the people that. They go, well, I never heard of Godello. And then you send them home with a bottle of it. You know, I mean, now they get to do what you did to them with somebody else with a recipe. So the idea is always be thinking, well, what have, what have they not had before? What have I not served them before? You might even keep a little ledger of what you have. If they've come over, if they come over two or three times a year, you know, what do you have? La- what did you serve them last time? Eddie O, we'll be back again next week. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible. Really unique Las Vegas experience. So you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. More with Ron Corey, author of Tenacity, in just a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. Times are changing. The circus of politics, healthcare's low standards and high prices, and let's not forget food quality. What to do? Arm yourself with Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. In a world of chemical imbalance and poor air and water quality, it's time you make a move. Log on to GetTheTea.com and stock up on organic non-GMO supplements. Don't forget the tea. GetTheTea.com. Cleansing your body never felt so good. And we have a brand new tea called Takedown Tea, which helps support healthy glucose. All natural body support so you can be at your best, naturally. All you have to do is log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. We're not a fad that comes and goes. We are the real deal. Join us and armor up. GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Changing America's health 
one teabag at a time. Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business, but a real revenue-generating business. Then we have what every business needs to run and grow. Cash. Call the Business Cash Advance Line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance Line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now. 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Andy Film Minute. Askar Fahadi is the Iranian filmmaker who brought us a separation. His film, The Past, brings us the same kind of intricate human drama that arguably made a separation into a classic. The Past opens with Marie meeting Ahmad at the airport in Paris. She sees him through the glass with love and joy in her eyes, like long-lost lovers together again at last. But Ahmad is coming only to grant Marie a divorce so she can marry her new love. To save money, he will be staying at her place, forcing Samir, her intended, to move out. Meanwhile, Samir's wife lies in the hospital in a coma. Lucy, Marie's daughter from a previous lover, is still fond of Ahmad, her former stepdad, but disdains Samir, and for good reason. And Marie is allowing shallow choices to keep her own happiness at bay. Complicated? You bet. Deliciously so. Farhadi doesn't allow his characters or his plots to be any less complex than those we know in real life. The acting here is superb and the journey is rich and messy and so satisfying. The past is another classic from this master of matching life's dramatic potential with its frustrating realities. The past, not in theaters, discovery through rental. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Ron Corey, a man that fought the old boys network in 20th century Las Vegas and won. So when you're trying to fight that, I mean, what, what does somebody do in that situation, Ron? If you're in a situation like that, because it sounds like you, at one point you felt like you were all alone. I mean, do you try to reach out to other to other folks you know you hold tight which is a hard thing to do what, what, what do you tell people like that well my book focuses on the value of loyalty and friendship and while i may have been viewed as an outsider in this neighboring municipality i also had the pleasure 
of incredibly good and loyal, powerful friends in Las Vegas. One such friend I describe in great detail is the former Metro Police Undersheriff Eric Cooper, who, who stood by me uh, during some very challenging times. And with the loyalty of good friends, you really don't consider that the bad guys are going to win. You just keep swinging. You're not going to hit a ball if you don't swing the bat. Yeah, you know, does this come back from your Brooklyn days? Because there's kind of a good attitude, as I think, of Brooklyn, you know, where people that grew up there, I, I always seem to be attracted to them because they're kind of, like, as you say, very loyal people, and you kind of they know what's right and wrong. Absolutely. I think in New York, growing up in the Bronx, Brooklyn, or any of those neighborhoods, you had to fight for what you had to keep it. People would try to take it away. Just simple. Yeah. Uh, my, my book even describes as a young teenager, I got mugged a couple of times. Uh, and you had to fight to keep whatever was yours, even if it was a dollar in your pocket. Right, so right. So you come to a small town like this and you just take a shot and try to open a business here and there, much like the transportation business, breaking into that in the 1980s where I encountered death threats and, and uh, vandalism, totaling one of my limousines. But wow. I, I don't want to be a spoiler to the book. But yeah. in, some, in some instances, I had to get physical and demonstrate to the people that were threatening me that I wasn't going to just take it and run away like so many others had before me, ultimately prevailing. And as, you'll know, as you know, today, Presidential Limousine is a premier operating company in town. While I no longer own it, yeah. it was subsequently sold by me so I could develop a neighborhood casino. And uh, the story goes, of my book goes into detail on how all that evolved. Yeah, and you're going to love this book, particularly if you like Las Vegas, combined with the idea of kind of a, like a great crime novel almost, you know, and somebody that just fights through it. And I really admire you for doing that. I mean, it takes a lot of guts to stand up physically to these people. Was it? And just get back to just a, a belief like, well, it's a, maybe it's a beating, but it's a beating I'm going to have to take because I can't let this go. Oh, absolutely. I, I, if I had lost the battles, whether it was on a city, county, or state level, ultimately, even if it was in court, then in one such case, I lost the battle to what I believe to be a corrupt judge. And uh, when I turned down the solicitation of a bribe, suddenly my case got thrown out of court when prior to turning down the bribe, the judge commented that my case had great merit. Wow. So I took that case to the Supreme Court and won. So wow. I, I suppose if I got to the Supreme Court and lost, I would move <laughs> on to something else. Right. But that never did happen. How were you brought up? You know, because you obviously have this case of like, you know what's right and so forth. Was this like instilled at you at a really early age that we need to stand up for what we believe and we need to do the right thing? I mean, probably would have been easy to pay off a bribe and something like that. Maybe everything would have gone through. People assume that that's how business gets done, particularly back then in the, the days here in Vegas. You know, something I told my three children when they were younger is throughout life, you're going to be faced with some tough choices. And you're not going to have anyone with you when, you when you're at that pivotal moment to make a decision. So why don't you just imagine that your grandpa or your grandma are sitting on your shoulder whispering in your ear. And when you've got to make that decision, what to do, imagine what they would tell you to do, and that's going to be the right thing. So when you have an option, just do the right thing. 
That's great advice. And I think in this culture, it needs to be said a little more often. You know, there's too often there's easy ways out. And so and I guess it gets back to the word tenacity, really. Yeah, well, there, you know, there are easy way outs. And, and I, I didn't always, as you said, the bribe could have been an easy way out. Yeah. It also could have been a setup. And, and, yeah. and uh, you know, just choosing to do the right thing. When, when I also had a choice, the book will describe that back in Brooklyn, my dad grew up with some guys that went into the mob. Right. And while my dad led a life on the straight and narrow, he, these were childhood friends of his that were loyal to him as a friend. And one such guy, Uncle Louie, in my book, was a made man in one of the five families. And as I was in one of these battles that was publicized nationally as a David and Goliath fight, yeah. Uncle Louie came to my suburban lounge one night. I didn't even know he was in town yeah. and offered me help. Now, we know what that kind of help yeah, meant right. <laughs> when he kissed me on both cheeks and said in his gravelly voice, let me take care of this for you. Those guys will never bother you again. And I had to decline the offer because... Oh. It would be clear yeah. who was in the newspapers every day fighting who. Right. And if something really tragic happened to anyone else, not uh, hard to figure out. Absolutely. I was on the other side of it. So same advice I gave my kids. Do the right yeah. thing. And most often, if you don't back down to bullies, you'll prevail. You know, you, you tell that story, and I think your dad had a lot of guts because you've seen the movie Goodfellas, and you know, at least sometimes when you're there and you're trying to get by— seems like the easier way, the more fun way. So it really takes uh, knowing yourself. It's hard to do that, you know, especially if all your friends go that route. It's just, it's a difficult thing. It's hard to always do the right thing. But another phrase I've sort of coined is that it's never the wrong time to do the right thing. You'll hear more from Ron Corey, author of the best-selling book, Tenacity, in just a few moments. Time now for a luxury living Vegas style with Gady Medrano, star of Flipping Vegas, as seen on the DIY network. Just check your local listings. Today, Gady says there are no hard and fast rules on buying price tags. Should they people like stretch their finance a bit or would it, is it kind of better advice to kind of wait a little and say, hey, maybe come back? Because I know there's sometimes where you, you see, the, and I, you, you talked about some offers, you'll see five, ten offers on a particular property over and above what was actually asked. So that's going to come down to value. That that can't. That's not an easy question to answer because there's a property, for instance, that yeah, it has you know 10k above listed, you know above list price, but the value is 10k above that. You know, so like you have to actually understand value. Or reversely, there's a property that's you know overpriced. The list price is unrealistic, but you love it. Hey, maybe it's not ideal to go in at list price when you otherwise would on a different property. So what it's going to come down to is actually knowing and being able to assess value in order to put in a correct offer that's actually where you're actually winning, <laughs> where you're actually walking in and it's going to appreciate or you're, preferably you're walking in with some equity or some way to put in equity into that property because you should love the home if you're going to live in it for sure. Like it should work for your lifestyle, but you should also treat it as treat it as an investment property and be try to be as objective as possible. So you should you should have both of those things working in tandem to 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 buy the right property. You can find out more about Gady at gadyrealestate.com. She spells it G A D Y. More with Ron Curry, author of Tenacity in just a few moments. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's go tonight. Right. 
The two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! had gotten free at the five and was all alone in the end zone two yards in. That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have every week... Different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history. And if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-908-9850. 800-908-9850. That's 800-908-9850. Sweet strawberry icing. You were strolling along in goodwill when just past that mid-century side table and denim jacket you spotted them, nestled in their display case. Miniature donut earrings. Oh, yes! Yes! Your favorite half-breakfast pastry, half-all-day dessert food made into your favorite form of ear candy. Oh, my. Those bejeweled sprinkles have satisfied some unknown hunger within you. Do you smell that? That's the sugary scent of shopping success. For this is Goodwill. And with every item you buy, you fund local job training and more. So go forth. Bring home those donut earrings. And bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show. But Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case. (laughs) Yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com.
Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way. On time, on target, and at a price you can afford. Visit us at BESD.US. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Ron Corey, author of Tenacity, which tells of Ron's lifetime of beating the odds. Let's talk a little about the casino business because that always people people are really curious about that. So what you're saying, especially at that time, it was a club. It wasn't necessarily any like organized crime or anything, but it was a little club of people that wanted to. Uh, Keep in who they wanted to keep in and, and keep out some outsiders, as you say. Well, for those of your listeners that haven't been in town a long time, they only know the Vegas they see today. My book describes an evolution in the tavern business where taverns, when I first got into that industry, were a social gathering place where you bought cocktails, you bought some chicken wings, and that was the revenue source. It was only in the mid-'80s that interactive gaming and video poker got invented, where a a typical tavern would have one or two slot machines in the corner that locals really didn't play. Right. They were the slot machines with lining up cherries and sevens that locals didn't care about. And when Cy Red invented video poker and created ultimately IGT, interactive gaming became a reality and gaming taverns became much more gaming properties than they were drinking establishments. And that's when money really started rolling into that industry. And that's when the haves and have-nots started to form teams where they would let people in and keep other people out Right. as this newfound source of revenue developed. I remember when video poker came, and it's just... It's perfect for a bar, right? It's just one of those things while you're sitting there having a drink and the chicken wings, like you say... You can play a little, it's fun, and you can get hooked on it. Yeah. And consequently, I, mean, I can tell you myself, just playing quarters at the time, you could lose hundreds of dollars in a minimal amount of time. It revolutionized the tavern business. We stopped selling drinks and food to ring the register, and you ended up starting to comp 80% of your clientele because if they were cranking away at a poker machine, they expected to be comped, or they'd go to the local large facility hotel casino type place. So you had to compete with the big boys and comp your your drinkers and your eaters to generate gaming revenue. But my book goes into detail on how that whole industry evolved as well. So I think people will not only be interested in the police and political corruption that we overcame and and how I got into 20 different businesses and why I did at the time feel there was a niche for what I wanted to do, 
why I thought I could do it better than others that were doing it, but also how certain industries evolved, such as gaming and taverns. No, that's real interesting. And, you know, a lot of people, when they talk about the Vegas history, you start with the mobsters and it moves through the days when then Howard Hughes buys the bunch of hotels and kind of, they say the accountants came in. But this sounds fascinating because this is a whole nother ring that really doesn't get spoken about much anymore. Between that and when the big businesses came, I, I am a little curious about this whole idea where you, you did, you were telling me all the different type of businesses. What was this idea? You were trying to get into a number of different things. Were, were you feeling that at that time all these different things just weren't being executed properly and that you could do it better? Exactly. It was a much smaller town then. So you could have an idea. In fact, one such example was presidential limousine service. Back in the 80s, people need to realize that there was a time when if you left your neighborhood tavern and got pulled over by a police officer uh, and they felt you had too much to drink, yeah. they'd call you a cab. They yeah. might even give you a ride home. I oh, mean, that's, yeah, that's right. how simple it was. Well, as drinking and driving enforcement became more serious, then you needed to realize if you were going to have a couple of drinks, you should hire a driver. Right. And I would do just that. And I found that when I traveled on business to New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, the level of limousine service quality was so different than what I found in Vegas when I hired a car. I saw a niche, an opportunity to do something better. So I started a limousine service that was limited to stretch limos only, which in Las Vegas at the time, there were only six. There was a company in town that had 80 limos, but only six were stretch limos. Right. So I created Presidential with a stretch limousine mentality. Instead of putting guys in baseball caps and satin jackets, my drivers all wore tuxedos. Instead of a wooden bar that came empty when your renter rented your car, I stocked it from my various bars around town. Yeah. The drivers could go in, stock the ice chest, stock it with mixes, and, and actually get a quality limousine service picking you up for your special night. So that was just an example of a niche that my partner and I said, we could do this wow. better than anyone else is doing it. We did it. We ultimately, after years of battle with uh, getting a public service commission approval, opened presidential to rave reviews. And that's why they've got near 100 cars today operating. It was a good idea. Yeah, well, it was a great idea. You were forward-thinking because when you think of even the way Vegas sells itself nowadays, I think people that have big money that are coming from other areas are thinking, I want to have a limo, and that's the kind of limo you, you would envision. So you were right on top of it. You pay a little more an hour, but you get a better quality vehicle yeah. and a better quality-looking driver. Uh, right. yet, yet another example is well before the TV show Cheers right. was on TV. Mm -hmm. When I was a dealer, I got out of the Marine Corps, I became a dealer. And to make extra money, I became a realtor back in the 70s. Well, in 1979, I decided to buy my first tavern. Mm -hmm. And I had the philosophy that the TV show Cheers was embodied after. Yeah. A place where everybody knew your name, a place where people felt safe and comfortable. And I ran it right. in a strict manner where... Women could come in unescorted, not yeah. get hassled. And, of course, if you could fill your bar with women, guys yeah, would follow. Right, of course. <laughs> and we parlayed the Suburban Lounge West into four very successful tavern operations around the entire southern Nevada Valley. You are listening to Ron Corey, author of the bestseller, Tenacity. Yeah, that's a, that is a great idea, especially, you know, 
it's funny listening to you, Ron. You're thinking, oh, well, this just seems natural for Las Vegas, but people don't realize that simply didn't exist. I mean, that's really – because back in, when you got here, Vegas was pretty much just the strip and a little bit of downtown. You, of course, it was famous for gaming, and that <laughs> Steve, was it. <laughs> Steve, this town had about 100,000 people. Yeah. Now we have 2 million. And when I bought the Suburban Lounge West, some of the old timers I dealt with at the Tropicana Hotel in the 70s said, kid, what are you doing? Nobody quits this dealing job. They die here. You're quitting to run a bar out there on Spring Mountain and Jones? They ride horses out there. (laughs) Guys walk in with six shooters on a gun belt and check the gun with the bartender. True story. Really? That happened in my joint. And that's another reason why this book is so good because you're going to get that Las Vegas history. People, people are really fascinated by it because, you know, whoever – you ever think you'd see a hockey team playing in some big arena there and another football team coming in the next year? It just wasn't even thinkable back then. Well, this town is growing in leaps and bounds. And, and what, what happens, unfortunately, is that as a town grows, a lot of these niches I describe are filled. Yeah. So it's not as easy today to find something like I did in the 70s and 80s that you could do that either wasn't being done or that you could do better. Yeah. Well, you know, at the heart, you're definitely tenacious, but also you're an entrepreneur, right? I mean, I listen to you. You're one of those people that are successful because they're constantly thinking about what can work, what, how can I make it better, and so forth. I mean, it sounds like you did that coming out from the military. Well, yes. And, and, and you know, my friend and partner, Dan Hughes, that I described earlier mm-hmm. in my first businesses, I met Dan in boot camp. Oh. We were in the Marine Corps together. We got out at the same time. We moved to Vegas. We were roommates. Mm-hmm. And years later, we went into business together. As you were going through this and all this corruption that you were dealing with, did you ever think like, wow, maybe it's time to find a different place to live? Because, you know, you kind of, you, know, you did. You adopted this as your home. You, were, you cared about what was going on. And it's got to be frustrating and, I don't know, uh, almost just disheartening to see this in front of you. Well, it was frustrating to encounter these battles where there should have been no battle necessary to open a simple business, but it never occurred to me to abandon the town. I got married here in 1975. We had three children. We were raising our children here. I relocated my parents and my brother here. Leaving was not an option, nor was failure. Back with more from Ron Corey in just a moment. In the meantime, Brett Maley of Pawn Stars is here with your Vegas Art Minute. And to paraphrase Eddie O, Brett says you don't need to be an art expert, you just need to know one. Is it a good idea to try to get with somebody and have them become kind of your unofficial art advisor? Because I, I think, it, 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 you know, it's somebody that you trust and you kind of like the way they approach things. It's got to be helpful for somebody who has a little bit of a fear of making a mistake or not quite sure, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's great. And that's one thing. Education is so important. And, and we try here at Art Encounter to educate our clients. Anybody, as you know, Stephen, when they come into the gallery, we try to give them a, a, a tour to explain to them about our collection, where it came from, the different types of artists and things like that. And we make ourselves available. I know myself as an appraiser, I make myself available for consultations for people to come in to see if they you know, scored big on an auction purchase or if they had some concerns about a piece or they just wanted a, an opinion uh, of things like that. And uh, yeah, wherever you are in the country, I, I hope you, 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 know, you can find somebody like that because it is important because there's a lot of sharks in the water. And if you find somebody that you trust um, you know, to get that second opinion, it'll be much easier going. Remember to visit Brett at his gallery, Art Encounter, always a worthwhile trip. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's go tonight. 
So are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system. And get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger-looking skin, increased energy, and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. And like me, you'll be glad you did. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. It's odd that Ben Affleck doesn't get the respect offered others with so much less talent. Perhaps when you don a skin-tight suit for the dreadful daredevil and then become Benifer for a time, respect is hard to regain. But Affleck is actually quite the director. Three at-bats, three home runs. An Oscar for Argo, The Extraordinary, The Town, and his first directing credit, Gone Baby Gone. Set in the hard-scrabble corruption that is South Boston, Gone Baby Gone is a police procedural on the surface, but an intricate human drama with serious moral questions underneath. Ben's brother Casey plays a neophyte private detective, hired by the grandmother of a kidnapped child who does not feel that the police are doing enough to return her grandchild. The story zings with intricate twists and turns. No one is guiltless, and moral choices are demanded of police and criminal alike. Right and wrong are nowhere near black and white. In Gone Baby Gone, we are rewarded with deep, nuanced characterizations and an extraordinary sense of a dirty and dangerous place. Best of all, Affleck shows considerable respect by refusing to spoon-feed his audience for the sake of clarity. You have to pay attention and think and judge. And that, my friends, feels good. Gone Baby Gone. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. 
Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 866-657-8517. That's 866-657-8517. I can't believe you found them. He seems sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What, did he balance on that big chair? Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Ron Corey, author of the bestseller Tenacity. You had a health issue you had to deal with too, right? With it, you had to be tenacious to get through. Yeah, uh, I I went and got thorough physicals in in California. Uh, every year mm-hmm. because I had a family history of cancer. And as the book describes, I always felt like cancer would find me. It wasn't a question of if, but it was more when. So the idea so is to find it as early er- as possible, right? Early detection was my goal. Yep. And when this town was small, we didn't have a great medical community. So a lot of in town went to California for their physicals. And it was just that act that I engaged in for 30 years that saved my life because Dr. Jim Murray, the diagnostician in Santa Barbara that I went to, was the guy who in 2005 found an esophageal tumor on the base of my esophagus, which was so small, the surgeon at USC Hospital that operated on me was astounded that Dr. Murray found it. Wow. That particular cancer has an 8% survival rate. So you'd recommend to listeners then that, you know, be tenacious about your health too, because... It's just amazing, and I guess that even goes to finding the right guy. I mean, you went to California, but you found, a, obviously, a very good doctor. Well, not just tenacious about getting checkups, but honestly, since I got out of the Marine Corps and when I got into the bar business, you still had drunks that you had to physically remove from your bar. So I stayed in great shape mm-hmm. so I could enforce a level of security at my places that made the patrons comfortable. Well, I couldn't have endured an 11-hour surgery being literally filleted open for 11 hours if I wasn't in good shape going into it, which is something my surgeon endorsed. And in fact, by surviving that surgery in 05, another friend of mine, Don Tamburo, moved here in 2009, and together we went into the new car business. As you talked about finding different businesses, we purchased Planet Hyundai, and we parlayed that car dealership on Sahara and Rainbow into seven dealerships in Nevada and California before ultimately building them up and selling them in 2015. It's fantastic. The book is Tenacity. You're going to want to go buy it. I'm just wondering, are you, are you planning to do something beyond this? I'm sure something's going on in your mind. This just seems like such an important thing. And I think it's, it's different than some of the self-help stuff we read now where people are talking about having the right attitude. I think this goes back to really kind of the, the really basics. So you got to have a belief in yourself. And more importantly, you got to have your own moral compass. 
Absolutely. And, you know, uh, you never really give up the idea when you're an entrepreneur at heart, finding the next niche to fill. I'm actually in business now with uh, the Boakleys, who started PT's Pubs here in Vegas, mm. and Andre Agassi, the, the, the tennis, tennis champion, with uh, an early education learning system called Square Panda that teaches children from two ages two to eight how to read and spell. We, we've launched it in this country. We're in 3,000 schools, and we are currently launching in China and India, where those nations want their children to learn English and an early language so they can speak it accent-free. So I'm not done just yet, No, that's great. You picked the right guy. I was in education reform for uh, several decades ago, but Agassiz is really good, and he's really committed to it. So I think you you, you got the right guy working with it. Yeah, he's on our board. He's a board member with me and an investor with me, and I think Square Panda, uh, which people can actually YouTube and see how it works, and uh, it's going to be the next big thing in education. Well, we need that. So I really appreciate all the stuff you do. This book is great. It's uh, Tenacity by Ron Corey, and you can get it, I assume, everywhere, right? It's on Amazon, okay. and it's available in hardcover, paperback, ebook via Kindle. And I do want to mention to your listeners that I hired famed Hollywood actor Michael Madsen to do my audiobook. Yeah, I'm so, glad you brought that up because he was excited about it, from what I understand, too. He, he read a little bit about the book. And, and accepted my offer to be employed by me for a week, flew to Vegas. We spent a week in a recording studio, and the audiobook via Audible on Amazon is read entirely by Michael Madsen, who actually has a great persona and a terrific voice for some of the stories that my book describes. Yeah, that's a, it's great. You know, there's nothing like that. Uh, we were involved with the film, and we ended up getting Joe Montaigne to do it. And I know that was the single most important idea for success because if you're going to have somebody read your book, and unless you're going to read it yourself, and that's hard to do because it's a different style, bringing in a guy like that is brilliant. Yeah, and you mentioned Goodfellas. I mean, there, he wasn't in that movie, but he's got the right voice yeah. for some of the battles we undertook during 45 years in Las Vegas, which created this entire story of tenacity. You know, and a lot of people that listen to the show, they love – the Mob Museum, we go over there a lot. We talk about that, the movies, Casino, and so forth. But yours is really in the same line. If you like that kind of thing, I think they're going to love this book, even though it's in a different world. But to me, that makes it a little more interesting. There's nothing kind of like what you've got here. And you talk about it in a different part of Las Vegas that nobody's really familiar with. It does go into old Vegas and new Vegas. So it has a little something for everyone. And finally, Ron, if you want to find out more about you and so forth, where do we go online? There's a lot more detail on my website for my book, and the website is roncoreyauthor.com. Corey is spelled C-O-U-R-Y, roncoreyauthor.com. Direct link to take you to Amazon. There's over 100 photographs of me throughout my life, and there's a lot of background material about me and the book on our website. Well, I think it's going to be a great thing. People are going to love it, and they're going to go there. The website is fantastic. I've been there, and uh, it'll give you just a, a kind of a real flavor for this book, and you'll want to buy it right away. Ron, thanks so much for being with us today. Really appreciate it. Steve, it's been great meeting you. I cannot thank you enough for having me on your show. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Scott, you always put the show Absinthe on your Vegas must-see list. Yeah, that's right. Absinthe is a kind of the go-to show when people ask what's the show you have to see it's it's not for everybody but for the most part everybody that goes it's irreverent if you sit in the first few rows you're gonna get they're gonna poke fun at you it's interactive uh, comedically there's a lot of racial humor they're unabashedly 
just over the top with sexism and racism and all the isms and they really just tell you that up front is you're going to be you know you could be the subject of the humor but for the most part it's good natured and everybody's invaded my biggest complaint with absinthe is a weird uh complaint and it's that their chairs are really close together you're basically sitting on the lap of the person next to you and i thought it was economic i thought they kept the chairs close together so they could squeeze more ticket money out of you but i found out that they actually like the audience to be uncomfortable because if you're uncomfortable you're more likely to laugh i had no idea and that's along the same lines of why certain theaters keep uh, the temperature very cold. David Letterman was famous for doing that in his theater. It wasn't his personal body temperature that he was keeping chilled. He wanted the audience to kind of be perked up. And presumably, uncomfortable chairs do the same thing. So other than that, Absinthe is a great show. They now have this big, beautiful tree out front. It's got these LED lights. All the leaves on this tree are programmable. So even if you've seen Absinthe before, you should stop by, uh, get a look at that tree. Thanks for listening. Check in again next week when you will meet car and clothing designer Bunker Bradley, as well as country singer Kylie Xavier. Have a great weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Vegas, here we go! The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit orleanscasino.com.